down to Y Foodie Edge facing back right on. The only podcast taking you under the helmet. Expert analysis breaking down the quarterback play in the NFL each weekend. Don't that feel good when your crowd behind you? Let's give them something to cheer for now. This is Inside the Pocket with your host, Greg McElroy. Welcome in. It is the week seven edition of Inside the Pocket. I'm your host, Greg McElroy, and today we are doing our week seven quarterback spotlight. And my goodness, how about the performance from a man, Baker Mayfield? Now, if you were to watch him in the first quarter, you probably didn't think he was going to be the focus of our quarterback spotlight this week. You probably didn't. Guy started 0 for 5, right? 0 for 5. And his first throw of the game was intercepted. Uh, it was a force. It was a bad decision. And unfortunately for Baker, as Odell Beckham chased down the guy that intercepted the pass, he ended up tearing his ACL and he's lost for the season. So a very, very catastrophic play early on for Baker Mayfield. But man, he righted the ship as the day went along. He ended up finishing higher than anybody else in total QBR on the entire weekend. He finished with 97.3 total QBR. When he started 0 for 5, he ended up completing 22 straight throws. 22 straight. The only reason why his completion streak ended was because in the two-minute drill, he had to spike it. So I guess that would be considered a positive play for anybody that's ever played quarterback before. So it was a tremendous performance uh, in a moment when they absolutely had to have him because on the other side, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals were doing a lot of positive things offensively. But without much further ado, let's get into it. We're going to start with that interception. It's eight minutes and 33 seconds remaining in the first quarter. He has soft coverage. All right, soft coverage. It's the first throw of the game. You're probably not going to be all the way dialed in at this moment, maybe not super warm. You'd like to think that you are, but all things considered, probably not a throw you should try on the first throw of the game, especially when you're backed up at your own 10-yard line. Baker Mayfield drops back, soft cover three. Rotation is to his left. He's got a nice, easy completion to a curl route to the left-hand side. Really easy completion. He's got a swing route. It's really a, a breeze. Piece of cake, soft coverage. The corners are nine yards deep and playing soft. He looks to his right and decides, even though the corner is completely running away, he decides, I'm going to throw Odell Beckham way down the field, 50 yards downfield, and I'm going to take a chance at it. When he could have had an easy completion at the 18 or 19-yard line had he just thrown to his left. But no, he decides to force the issue. And as a result, it's intercepted. Odell chases it down, gets hurt. Just a really bad bad decision from Baker Mayfield. But these were kind of par for the course. He's always looking in the direction of Odell Beckham, and he doesn't always need to be. If he just stays within the offense, he's going to be just fine. So an unfortunate start to the, to the game. Uh, obviously, the interception is catastrophic, but the injury even more so. But from that point forward, he was a disaster. Like I said, three of the four throws that he missed after that were pretty bad and relatively inaccurate, but also low percentage. One of the throws was a drop that was to Kareem Hunt, I believe, on a screen to the left-hand side. So let's just get past it and let's get to the second quarter because that's when he starts 
to find some fire. And my goodness, did he find fire and find it quickly. We're going to go to 11 minutes and nine seconds remaining in the second quarter. And I love this call from Kevin Stefanski. This is a quarterback that has gone 0 for 5, thrown a pick, totally off the mark so far, completely unsettled. So what do you do? What is he most comfortable doing? What is Baker Mayfield most comfortable doing? Call this a G-Bot play. Get back on track. G-B-O-T. G-Bot. Get back on track. It's a right-handed quarterback. One of the easiest throws you can make is rolling to your right and throwing it into the flat as a right-handed quarterback. Well, that's exactly what Kevin Stefanski decides to draw up. Get his quarterback back. Has a nice, easy completion to Landry out in the flat. And Landry does a great job with yards after catch and turns what's a six, seven-yard throw into a 28-yard gain. And from this point forward, Baker Mayfield is rolling. Absolutely rolling. And it was really a pretty solid second quarter. The real fire starts in the second half. But that play, I thought, was just a good indicator of a coach understanding his quarterback and saying, hey, you know what? We need to get our guy going. We need to settle him down. Let's get him a completion. Let's get him feeling good about the plan. Now, I mentioned that play with 11.09. Let's fast forward to the first play of the second half. All right. Play looks a little similar. Not totally the same, but a little similar. And this is basically set up by the big naked over route that they've thrown time and time again. However, this time, they fake the boot. They end up waggling. Baker sets up at the top of his drop, and it's not a full boot action. He sets up at the top, and he creates a wave, a flood pattern, a three-level flood pattern on the left-hand side. And the number one route is going to be deep to Landry. Doesn't like it. Corner stays deep. Perfect. It's exactly where I wanted him to stay because I want Hunter Bryant really on the 10 to 12 yard banana route to the left hand side. And my goodness, it's a perfect throw. Absolutely a perfect throw. And really, I think Hunter Bryant uh, emerged throughout the course of this game as a guy that Baker Mayfield's going to be depending an awful lot on. But it's just a beautiful job by Kevin Stefanski saying, hey, we hit him earlier on the boot action to get our quarterback back into the flow of the game. Well, here we are coming out at halftime. Let's get our quarterback back into the flow of the game. We showed him the naked. Let's show him the naked pull up and throw back on the three-level flood pattern to the tight end on a banana route. Really difficult to cover and also just really thoughtful design and opportunistic play calling there from the first-year head coach. Let's fast forward just a couple minutes later in the game, 11 minutes and 45 seconds remaining. It's third and six at the Cincinnati 25-yard line. And I'm convinced, I'm absolutely convinced that if Odell Beckham was lined up at X at the top of the screen, Baker Mayfield would have looked in his direction. I'm convinced of this because you have press coverage, you have a free safety that's in the middle of the field, not really threatening or shaved over to the X or to the right-hand side. You have a one-on-one look potentially to throw a back shoulder to throw a touchdown pass. However, it's third and six, all right? It's third and six. And Baker Mayfield opts, you know what? Since Odell's not there, I'm going to work play side. And I know based on alignment, pre-snap alignment, I got an opportunity to hit Hunter Bryant on a little shallow cross. It's third and six, shallow cross. I got outside leverage in my tight end and I can hit Hunter Bryant right here on this little shallow cross. He can fall down, fall forward and get the first down, keep the drive alive. Baker Mayfield opts to look in his direction very quickly. They bring pressure. The middle of the field vacates and he hits Hunter Bryant for a piece of cake completion which is on the money. He breaks a tackle or two 
and has it down inside the 12-yard line. Just a really good job here of Baker Mayfield understanding that presence disappears from the middle of the defense. You got a guy working against outside leverage. Hit him. On the move, big tight ends, going to break a tackle. And as a result, you have a fresh set of downs midway into the red zone at around the 12, 11-yard line. Just excellent job of understanding coverage. And I think that is another example of why Odell Beckham not being out there might actually be better for the development of Baker Mayfield within this new offense that Kevin Stefanski's brought to Cleveland. Let's go to the fourth quarter where the best version of Baker Mayfield is going to be prominently on display. It's the first play of the fourth quarter. And I really, really like this look. You get to an empty set. You know it's man coverage because when Kareem Hunt exits the backfield, out comes a linebacker. You have press coverage across the board. You know exactly where you want to go with it. You have great situations for your slot receivers, especially against press coverage. You have That's where you want to go. You got press coverage here. You work your slots because you have more room to the boundary. You have more room to the field. Like you have a ton of room and you can have a three-way go. So I love the way these pressed aligned guys over the slot receivers, number two on the left and number two on the right, how they're aligned right here. It's absolute take a shot downfield. What they do, throw the very popular inside fade, inside go route. Excellent, excellent throw. Rashad Higgins, Rashad Higgins, excuse me, does a really good job of working outside trying to get to the outside shoulder because in this particular defense, the defender should never let you go outside because he's got to funnel everything into the free safety. Well, he still works to the outside. The defender stays on top of him. Baker Mayfield acknowledges the phase and he throws a perfect back shoulder ball to Rashard Higgins for a gain of 21 yard line, just a gain of 21 yards, excuse me, down to the Cincinnati 40. Just a beautiful throw, a beautiful throw not to be outdone by the very next play. It's first and 10, fresh set of downs inside Cincinnati territory. Now, you got to think, most coaches, this part of the field, take a shot. That's exactly what Kevin Stefanski does. He goes with a full roll. Full roll, huge boot, take forever, the nine-step boot off of the play action, trying to hit a throwback to Higgins. And it's actually covered really well covered really well by Cincinnati. They understand that this is a tendency for most teams to take a shot downfield at this part of the field right after a fresh set of downs. So this is a really good throw, though, by Baker Mayfield. It's covered perfectly. However, he recognizes the defenders trying to stay as deep as humanly possible. So Higgins, he's just going to hold him up. He sees the defenders over the top. No problem. Throw a little back shoulder. See if you can't hold up Higgins. It's exactly what he does, too. Throws Higgins open. Another back shoulder. Consecutive plays. Just excellent awareness of where the defender was. And a beautiful throw by Baker Mayfield. Didn't get greedy. He didn't try to do too much. Didn't try to push the ball down the field too far. Instead, he throws and acknowledges where the defender is relative to his wide receiver and makes another outstanding throw two in a row there to start the fourth quarter. Let's go to 13 minutes and 17 seconds remaining, a little later in this drive, where this is just a picture-perfect throw on time from Baker Mayfield to David and Joku, his tight end. It's called a cop route. Some people call it something different. I've always called it a cop because you have a corner or a post, and it's all based, predicated on what they're doing defensively. 
And I really like the way they attack the alignment of the defender. Pretty simple concept. If there is a middle of the field safety, you run a corner. If there's no middle of the field safety, then you run a post. I don't know if they gave the option to this particular play. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I I don't know. I'm just going to assume that based on how they attacked the leverage here, they're trying to create an awful lot of space. Look, Baker Mayfield, and if you watch it, his eyes start to the right. His eyes start to the right, making that free safety work away from where he eventually wants to throw the football. He knows he wants to go to David Njoku. He knows that. He knows he's got outside leverage. So if I can influence that free safety and get him running to my right, that's only going to open up for more space for me to hit Njoku on the post route on time. He works his eyes to the right. Perfect, perfect execution. Gives a little ball fake too. I mean, a little savvy at the top. He knows exactly where he's going with it. A little savvy, he drops that ball, gives a little bit of a pump fake, but it doesn't slow him down. As if you're late on this throw, it can be tipped. You throw your tight end into a blow up. He gives a little ball fake, but it doesn't slow him down. And he throws an absolute dart to Njoku. Perfect location on the throw. Perfect timing on the throw. And the way he was able to influence the free safety was a thing of beauty. The free safety just takes off to his right. I mean, takes off, which gives you plenty of room, plenty of room to work in Joku as he stems the defender. And the location was just ridiculous. I mean, the, the ball location is absolutely perfect. I'm not sure you could put it in a better spot. I really don't. I think that is about as good a throw as you'll find. That might be the best throw I've seen Baker Mayfield make in the NFL. And he's made some good ones. There's something to be said for that. And finally, Let's get to the game-winning touchdown pass. Not a lot to it. Actually, relatively simple. You just have a four-vertical concept working against press, man-to-man, man-free robber, basically, because that free safety to the right-hand side works in the middle of the field, trying to rob anything over the middle of the field. He knows he's got Donovan Peoples-Jones to the right side against press. Donovan Peoples-Jones is a big, physical wide receiver. And he knows he's not a super speedster, but he knows that his size can become problematic for any defender that's covering him. So what does Baker do? He doesn't overthrow him. He doesn't try to make a perfect throw to the back pylon. He just gives his receiver a chance. And Donovan Peoples-Jones does a great job of adjusting and reeling it in for the game-winning score. Just an excellent job by Baker Mayfield throughout the course of the game. First quarter, not great. But from quarters two, three, and four, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better performance at the quarterback spot in the NFL in week number seven. Just fantastic stuff from a guy that they're going to need to really step up because the Browns, guess what? They are very much in the playoff discussion in what is a very difficult division in the AFC North. That'll do it for us here at the QB Spotlight on Inside the Pocket. For all of us here at Inside the Pocket, Andrew Emmer, I'm Greg McElroy. Remember, you can get this podcast anywhere where you get your podcast and you can download us on the SiriusXM app. Check back later in the week as we have Mark Sanchez join us Inside the Pocket as we break down the Week 7 action and the Week 8 that's coming.